Chronicles Revisited Podcast, Episode 2, One Tax Program to Rule Them All, How Intuit Learned to Stop Worrying and Love TurboTax. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Chronicles Revisited Podcast. I'm S.M. Oliva. I write the blog Computer Chronicles Revisited, which reviews the people and products featured on the PBS series that aired between 1983 and 2002. In this podcast, I'll be focusing on individual stories that I've previously featured on the blog. In today's episode, I'll be looking at the rather complicated story of how Intuit Corporation acquired TurboTax, which today is still the dominant income tax preparation program in the United States. But long before most people had even thought about using a computer to file their taxes, much less do so online, TurboTax began as the product of a literal mom-and-pop software company. In fact, it wasn't unusual for husband and wife teams to break into the nascent computer software market back in the 1980s. Perhaps the most well-known example was Sierra Online, the computer games publisher started by Ken and Roberta Williams. And while tax software might not seem as sexy or glamorous as King's Quest, it was, for a brief period in the 1980s, a competitive market that attracted a lot of entrance. A February 1987 Computer Chronicles episode featured four such products. Each was the product of a two-person software company, including two married couples and one pair of brothers. And while I've said this podcast will focus on Intuit's role in the tax software market, that company was nowhere to be found in this particular episode. Indeed, at this point, Intuit itself was a small startup focused squarely on personal finance software and not tax preparation. Yet by 1995, Intuit would effectively own three of the four programs demonstrated in this 1987 episode. Let's take them in order by when they first came onto the market. The first program was PC Tax Cut. In November 1982, brothers James and Ken Peterson founded Best Programs Incorporated in Northern Virginia. James Peterson, who appeared on Chronicles, was a former naval intelligence officer who decided to try his hand at computer software. PC Tax Cut was one of the first programs released by Best Software, coming out sometime in early 1984. And now Jim has a program, uh, PC Tax Cut, to know, get one example of the okay. tax preparation program. The PC Tax Cut, we're proud of it because we kept it simple. We've published it for four years now, and although taxes have gotten Anybody quite complex... Anybody who can make taxes simple, <laughs> I want to see it. Let me show you. Before we start the demo, it's important to note that it's a preparation program and a planning program, uh -huh. which means that you can prepare your taxes and it'll turn out the return, but you can also use it to plan taxes. And with all the tax law changes lately, that's a really handy thing to have this okay. year. A few months later in 1984, TurboTax arrived. This program was developed by Chipsoft, a company founded by Michael and Evie Chipman. Michael Chipman had been working as a computer programmer when he purchased an IBM PC in late 1983. He later recalled to the Los Angeles Times that he bought the PC to help him do his taxes, but he found the available software on the market at the time overpriced or underpowered, so he decided to write his own. Over the next six months, he developed TurboTax, Chipman quit his job in mid-1984 to form Chipsoft, which, like Best Programs, was a home-based business at first. Chipman appeared with James Peterson on Computer Chronicles to explain the difference between their two programs. Well, TurboTax differs uh, from PC Tax Cut in that we believe that, uh, that a forms orientation is the way to go. Um, 
the IRS, uh, although they have some pretty messy things on their forms, have nonetheless uh, managed to do a pretty good job of boiling down the complicated tax system. And we feel that uh, with our program, you only have to know one set of forms. The third and final company in our story is SoftView. Like Chipsoft, SoftView was a husband and wife company. But unlike Chipsoft, SoftView focused on the Macintosh rather than the PC. Susan and Michael Morgan started SoftView in June 1985. The previous year, Susan Morgan worked for Burroughs Corporation, a manufacturer of business equipment. When Burroughs accidentally overpaid her $4,000 in maternity leave benefits, she decided to buy a new Apple Macintosh, which Michael then used to develop the first income tax program for the system, cleverly named Macintax. After raising $100,000 in startup capital from local computer clubs and relatives, the Morgans published and sold 500 copies of Macintax, which in turn gave them the momentum to start SoftView. And in case you were wondering, Susan Morgan later said she repaid the $4,000 to Burroughs. Appearing on Computer Chronicles, Morgan emphasized the benefits of the Macintosh's graphical user interface when it came to preparing ready-to-print tax forms. Now, Susan, uh, when you get the result of this is that you can also just print this out on laser printer right. or, or an image writer. So mm -hmm. when you're all done and you want to print your forms, you just go down here to print. And Macintax gives you the op option of printing on plain paper. Uh, what it will do is print the entire form with all your data. And because of the graphics capability of the mm -hmm. Macintosh, you there, don't you? yeah, you have, um, you have a layout like this. This is IRS approved. It's uh, essentially printing forms at your so desktop. On the dot matrix, it prints out the form and the data. And the data. And, the and it's IRS approved. And, and the 1040 in particular, you can sign it and send it in. And this is the first time you can do mm -hmm. that because of the graphics capability. So with three seemingly robust and full-featured tax programs on display in this 1987 episode, how did they all end up in the hands of Intuit, a company that was never mentioned on the program? Well, the first domino started to fall within a few months of the show's airing. In late 1987, Chipsoft moved into a new 30,000-square-foot facility in San Diego, California. At this point, TurboTax was the number one tax program for the PC. The new facility was just one sign of the company's rapid growth. And in fact, within two years, Chipsoft moved again, this time to an 80,000-square-foot office park. Michael Chipman, however, decided that the company had become too big and complicated for him to run anymore. In 1990, the Chipmans sold their stock in the company to a private equity firm, Warburg Pincus, for $25 million. Although Chipman stayed on as chairman, Warburg brought in a new CEO, Charles Gaylord Jr., a former oil and transportation industry executive. Gaylord hired Bill Harris, the executive vice president of U.S. News & World Report magazine, to serve as president. Harris, by the way, later served as the founding CEO of PayPal. Harris quickly convinced Gaylord that their top priority should be porting TurboTax, which was still an exclusively MS-DOS program, to Windows and the Macintosh. To accomplish the latter, they acquired Susan Morgan's SoftView. Harris knew there was no point in trying to launch a competitor to Macintax, which by 1990 held a 95% share on the Apple platform. And like the Chipmans, Morgan and her husband were apparently ready to cash out. Susan Morgan had turned over day-to-day -day operations of SoftView to a new president, Kathleen Lane, in 1988. And in January 1991, she announced her departure from the company altogether to pursue other interests. The Morgans formally sold SoftView to Chipsoft in July 1991. Macintax continued as a separate product for a few more years 
until it was absorbed into a cross-platform rewrite of TurboTax. As for Gaylord and Harris, they were just getting started. With the ink barely dry on the Softview deal, the pair approached Intuit Corporation about a possible merger. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Intuit wasn't in the tax preparation business at this point. It was in personal finance software, using your computer to keep track of your checking account and that sort of thing. Like the other companies I've discussed so far, Intuit was also started by two people, although they weren't related by blood or marriage. Scott Cook was a former brand manager for Procter & Gamble, where he had overseen the marketing of Crisco. After leaving the company and moving to California in the early 1980s, Cook worked for a management consulting firm while his wife took a job at Software Publishing Corporation. Cook later said he was inspired to start his own software company when his wife complained about having to do the family's bills by hand. Since Cook had no software engineering experience, he decided to post some flyers seeking a programmer at nearby Stanford University. While looking for a bulletin board, Cook ran into a Stanford student, Tom Prue, who immediately took an interest in the idea of developing a personal finance program. Prue told Cook, however, that he wanted to be a partner in the new venture rather than an employee, and Cook agreed. The pair formed Intuit Corporation in 1983. The program that Prue developed would become known as Quicken, and by 1991, it was the number one personal finance program for the PC. But with more and more people using their computer to do their taxes as well as balance their checkbook, Prue pushed into it to acquire an existing tax preparation program. And Prue's first choice was decidedly not TurboTax. Instead, he wanted to purchase a less popular alternative called Ask Dan About Your Taxes. Which brings yet another company into the story, Mecca Software. Based in Connecticut, Mecca held the distinction of being number two in both personal finance and income tax preparation software. On the finance side, Mecca published Andrew Tobias's Managing Your Money, which was endorsed by a well-known financial journalist and author of the time. Similarly, on the tax side, Mecca published Andrew Tobias's Tax Cut. Now, you might be asking yourself, wait, was this the same thing as PC Tax Cut, the program that James Peterson promoted on Computer Chronicles? The answer is kind of. Sometime around 1990, the Petersons decided that Best Program should focus on selling software to tax professionals rather than consumers. So they sold PC Tax Cut to Mecca, which then slapped its existing Andrew Tobias endorsement onto the product. Mecca subsequently replaced the old Best Program's code base of Tax Cut with software they licensed from Legal Knowledge Systems, a one-man company started by former tax attorney Daniel Kane. Kane was the Dan in Ask Dan About Your Taxes and Tom Prue wanted to obtain Dan's code for himself. This set the stage for a rather convoluted chain of events that took place between 1993 and 1995. In April 1993, Mecca decided to put itself up for sale. The only two bidders were Chipsoft and Intuit. But a week before the parties were all scheduled to meet in Connecticut, Tom Prue held an all-night meeting with Dan Kane. Prue agreed that Intuit would acquire legal knowledge systems outright from Kane. Although this was technically an option to buy, both sides had to agree to scuttle the deal. Basically, Prue wanted to guarantee that even if Intuit lost the bidding for Mecca, Intuit would still obtain Dan Kane's code. And Kane was more than happy to make the deal, since Chipsoft would have no use for his program if they acquired Mecca. As it turned out, Chipsoft submitted the winning bid. It agreed to purchase Mecca for $60 million in cash. 
Intuit actually offered a slightly higher bid, but only in stock. Intuit still had its consolation prize, however, with its option to purchase Dan Kane's tax program. That might have been the end of it, except that the United States Justice Department challenged the Chipsoft Mecca deal. In July 1993, the DOJ's Antitrust Division filed a lawsuit to stop the merger, which it alleged would give Chipsoft 75% of the U.S. tax preparation software market. Unwilling to fight the government in court, Chipsoft abandoned the deal. But shortly thereafter, Chipsoft President Bill Harris met with his counterparts at Intuit to propose a merger between their two companies. You might think this was strange given that Intuit and Chipsoft had just butted heads over Mecca, but in truth, the two companies were on largely friendly terms. In fact, Intuit had previously bundled copies of TurboTax with Quicken for sale during prior holiday seasons, and Proust still wanted to get Intuit into the tax preparation business. He preferred Dan Kane's code, but other Intuit executives felt that Chipsoft's stronger management team was the more valuable asset, especially when it came to a tax program that required an extensive amount of customer support. So Intuit and Chipsoft agreed to a merger. They announced the deal on September the 1st, 1993, just two months after the Justice Department scuttled the Mecca deal. It was an all-stock transaction. Chipsoft's shareholders acquired a 39% stake in the combined company, which retained the Intuit name. Southern California-based Chipsoft then became Intuit South. A few weeks after Chipsoft and Intuit announced their deal, H&R Block acquired Mecca Software in a $32.2 million stock transaction. This meant H&R Block also inherited the tax cut name. Dan Kane accepted a buyout of his option with Chipsoft, now Intuit South, and joined H&R Block as its vice president for consumer tax software. Once the Chipsoft deal closed, Intuit co-founder Scott Cook announced at the fall 1993 Comdex show that he planned to step down as CEO. An Intuit board member recommended a former Apple marketing executive, Bill Campbell, as Cook's replacement. Campbell decided to continue Intuit's buying spree and, more importantly, cement the company's newly acquired dominance in the tax preparation software market. Notably, Intuit acquired Parsons Technology and National Payments Clearinghouse in 1994. Parsons made a tax preparation program that Intuit quickly shut down. National Payments provided electronic bill payment services for a number of companies, most notably Microsoft. That was no coincidence. Campbell and the rest of Intuit's management feared Microsoft's growing presence in the personal finance software market through its Microsoft Money program. Quicken was still the market leader, but Microsoft had a recent history of expanding its operating system dominance to control other software platforms, such as word processing and spreadsheets. And Bill Gates responded to the national payments deal by inviting Intuit to enter merger talks. After a couple of weeks of round-the-clock negotiations, Microsoft announced on October the 13th, 1994, that it would purchase Intuit in an all-stock transaction valued at around $1.5 billion. Microsoft would sell money to a third party and let Intuit continue as an independent unit overseeing all of Microsoft's financial products. But once again, the Justice Department stepped in to stop the deal. It turned out the timing could not have been worse. A few months earlier, in February 1995, a federal judge raked the antitrust division over the coals for agreeing to a lenient settlement with Microsoft in a prior antitrust case dealing with the company's alleged abuse of its operating system monopoly. 
So it wasn't politically feasible for the DOJ to allow the Intuit deal. And Microsoft was gearing up for a much larger antitrust fight in its future, so it decided to make a strategic retreat and called off the merger in May 1995. Intuit, of course, continued on as an independent company and managed to extend its own near monopoly over the tax preparation software market as the United States moved to online filing. As for the original tax software pioneers, who appeared on Computer Chronicles back in 1987, Michael Chipman largely retired after the sale of Chipsoft to Intuit. He re-emerged in the public eye in 2002, when he and three other partners agreed to invest $160 million in the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball team. In 2004, Chipman and his partners acquired control of the team outright. Chipman remains a general partner as of March 2023. Susan Morgan decided to undertake a midlife career switch from software to the law. In 1998, she earned her law degree from Santa Clara University. After working in corporate law firms during the late 1990s and early 2000s, she started her own practice in 2012. Morgan and her husband also founded a private equity analysis firm. Sadly, James Peterson is no longer with us. He died in 2006 at the age of 62. He continued to lead Best Programs into the 1990s. The company changed its name to Best Software in 1997 and raised $54 million in a public stock offering. The company was now out of the tax preparation business altogether and focused on human resources and payroll management software. In January 2000, the United Kingdom-based Sage Group purchased Best Software for $445 million and turned it into a U.S. subsidiary. Peterson retired to Wyoming, where he spent the remainder of his life pursuing his hobby in digital photography. And that's all for this episode of the Chronicles Revisited podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, there are links in the show notes. You can also visit my website, Computer Chronicles Revisited, at smoliva.blog. That's S-M-O-L-I-V-A dot blog. This episode was adapted from a blog post I published in December 2022, and it contains more on the tax preparation software featured on Computer Chronicles. In my next episode, I'll be looking at George Morrow, a longtime Chronicles contributor, and the history of his own early computer company, Morrow Designs. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.